Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Islam with Tom, episode 4. Today is the first episode where I'm joined by guests, my two friends in Japan, Zaki and Talib. And I think it makes for a much more interesting podcast experience when you have guests and you can discuss a range of topics over a longer period of time. Inshallah, this is a format I'd like to continue with in the future. So, alhamdulillah, today I have some special guests with me on the podcast for the first time. I'd had it in mind that I wanted to branch out the podcast, make it more interesting for myself and for any listeners. So, just by chance, one of my brothers got in contact and said he had some things on his mind, so I said, why not make it into a podcast? So, I'll start with this brother. His name is Zaki. He's one of the brothers I met while living in... Japan, so, Assalamu alaikum Zaki. Alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. How's everything? Alhamdulillah, good. Alhamdulillah. So I was thinking it's been maybe two and a half years since we last met. Yeah, yes, inshallah, yeah, last time we met was uh, 2018 before I go back. Uh, so I think, yeah, yeah, like hmm. 2018, uh, I think it's. The early 2018 or something, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, it was during Ramadan, I remember. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah, two, two years and a half, I think, so. So now... Yeah, inshallah. Zaki is back in Indonesia. How's it going? Alhamdulillah. Uh, still, uh, yeah, coping with uh, the disease, still, you know. Still going uh, on and off to the hospital, taking medicines and stuff. But alhamdulillah, everything's good. So this is your autoimmune disease. Yes, exactly. Do you mind sharing more Wait, about it, or is it too too personal? Okay, what about the disease, or? Yeah, maybe because I don't know much about this, and I think a lot of people also don't know much about these kind of problems, but I, I think it's a growing topic. Doctors are learning more about it, so... Okay, so yeah, um, basically my disease is in auto... It's like, it categorizes as autoimmune disease, autoimmune disease, where your immunity kind of uh, attack like yourself and everything. So, in my case, it's called uh, hyperthyroid, so... Uh, there's something with, uh, what is it, like, this thyroid hormone basically uh, producing, uh, wait, hold on, thyroid gland, my th- thyroid gland basically like producing ex- excess uh, thyroid hormone, so it kind of makes, uh, like, my body unbalanced or something, yeah. so... Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it, it affects my uh, metabolical system. So uh, and also like mm, heat, like sensitive to heat and everything. But yeah, I'm, I've been dealing with it. So apparently I got this disease like when I was still in Japan and everything, but I didn't know. So it's not something you're so, born with, it's something that developed later. 
no, I think it's already developed there well in Japan because I already feel some of the symptoms kind of like shaking hands maybe some of you recognize or not mm. but I have like this like like shaking hands and everything and like extra extra sweating and everything mm. and I lost uh, like extreme weight back at the time so when was it finally so, uh, diagnosed what is it when did you get the official diagnosis from oh, a doctor? It was in 20... I think it was like 2018, also 2018 on... I forgot it. It was in September or November or something. Still, yeah, two years ago in September, I think, I forgot. So you were living uh, in Japan still, or this was in Indonesia? This, yeah, this was in Indonesia because I got medical checkup because I was uh, about to... Enroll in in Malaysia's university, university in Malaysia. Mm. So they required me to do medical checkup, like full body medical checkup and mm -hmm. stuff. So then, yeah, the doctor figured that there's something uh, wrong mm. with uh, with uh, with me, and uh, she do some several uh, another checks, like like you know, like another tests on me and. Yeah, she said that, yeah, you got to run, like, the, uh, what is it, the uh, USG kind of stuff, the thing, you know, like, you put on uh, a pregnant woman, like, you know, like, the, what is it, you call it, like, the know. sensor, where, where you put, actually, the, you put on pregnant woman to check if the baby's healthy inside the bones uh, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Or you call it? Ultrasound. Uh, yeah, ultrasound. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they did ultrasound and uh, around my throat, around my neck. Oh, okay. There's definitely not baby there, but yeah, there's something there. So they check and they confirm. Okay, yeah, you're basically you know this is this is high call hyperthyroid and stuff. Okay. So they diagnosed so, it yeah, pretty the, quickly. What is it? The doctors what? identified what the problem was pretty quickly, just after one check. -up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cause yeah, cause she kind of saw that uh, I'm sweating heavily and uh, my hands maybe trembling or shaking, and basically like I got really like extreme. It's not no, not normal heartbeat. It's what she, uh, she realized, and she did some tests. Like uh, she put paper on my. Uh, my hands and everything mm. to check if the paper's shaking or not. Mm. So yeah, the paper's quite like really trembling, like sh shaking mm. like out of like uh, a small like light earthquake and everything. Mm. So it's like like that, yeah, sh like shaking that much. So the doctor said, yeah, we gotta do some ultrasound, gotta see, gotta see this. Is it really developing or not? Something like that. And yeah, she confirms. So these autoimmune diseases, they're always chronic there's no permanent solution um there's actually i've been uh treated with this uh what do you call it uh by your iodine something hmm. so it was it was better for a while but then it 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 uh, it come back again. So basically, this is this is like the doctor said. This is hormonal thing. It can, you know, 
it's not always stable. It can come back again and stuff. Mm. So basically, it come back again. And it used to be, uh, so this hyperthyroid got an opposite uh, condition called hypothyroid, mm-hmm. which is like with in hyperthyroid they produce excess uh, hormone, thyroid hormone, but in hypothyroid they produce less. Mm, not enough. Yeah, not enough uh, thyroid hormones, and I've been to that too also, so yeah, but I don't know, it's like, it's hormonal thing, the doctors say we can't really predict uh, what happened, it's just that we need to take intense, uh, like, we need to give attention more and and everything, so I need to, to do uh, every month. Uh, check up wow. here and there everywhere yeah so, basically like testing my uh, they take my blood and testing the hormone and stuff is it is it too high or too low or is it just normal amount something like that and they give me medicines every month uh, okay. so, yeah I'm taking it every day so of course you, in the end you weren't able to go to Malaysia yeah no, and yeah uh, I don't think in near future I can go to Malaysia right now mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll get back to you again, but I'm aware Talib has been yes. waiting as well. So the other brother we're talking today is Talib. Assalamu alaikum, how are you? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. Finally, it's my turn, huh? Yeah. I thought you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, I was supposed to meet or something. Exactly, has some things going on. But, uh, yeah. So, Talib, I'm still confused. So, you are born in Japan. Oh yes, I was born in Japan and I was living in Japan till third class of my elementary school Mm. and after that my parents decided that it was better for me to go live in Kashmir, Mm -hmm. the northern part of India. Yeah, that's not the best place to live, but it's a beautiful place. (laughs) So your your ethnicity basically, both of your parents are Kashmiri? Well yeah, my father is from Kashmir and my mom is Japanese. Okay, your mother is Japanese. So yeah. you're mixed race. Yeah, hybrid. And then uh, when did you... <laughs> you just said hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I didn't want to say half. I know in Japan they always say half, but... Uh, yeah, in, in Japan U- they say half. In yeah, the UK half. that's not a... We always say mixed race because half sounds... A little yeah, insulting, it's like so. yeah, half or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. it doesn't matter. Mixed race, mixed Japanese and Kashmir. Yeah. So, in Kashmir, do you consider yourself Indian, Pakistani, or is Kashmir? Do you think of yourself as something unique? Uh, oh yeah, that's the interesting question. Like you know, I was raised like half of my life in Japan, but I literally grew up in Kashmir, right? Mm. No, like it's actually question to myself also like why I identify mm. with any kind of nationality. But to be honest, like I don't feel like it, you know? Like identifying or feeling proud that I am Japanese or mm-hmm. I am Kashmiri. Like when people when they talk about their nationality, it's like that, right? Mm-hmm. I guess like you're uh, you take pride in your heritage or something like yeah. that. Yeah, but me being a Muslim, I like to identify myself as a Muslim. Mm, Now everybody is my brother. (laughs) So, officially, if you're filling in documents, you would write Japanese as your nationality? Well, I have Japanese passport, so yeah. (laughs) I'm Japanese, yeah. Yeah. 
So, I was talking a little with Zaki about this, about uh, the sense of identity. So, for me, as a British Muslim, Zaki as a Muslim living in Japan also, and even yours is more extreme. So, it's nice to hear that you say you identify as a Muslim. So, what benefit do you think being a Muslim gives you over let's say other people living in Japan, Japanese people, non-Japanese people? Well, being a Muslim, you literally, it's like having a big, big family, mm. you know. I think, I'm sure you have felt it everywhere. Yes, yes. Anywhere. Like a brother. <laughs> it is a brother, like, Assalamu alaikum, he goes, Walaikum Assalam, and okay, it's done, you're brothers now. Mm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That is, yeah. Yeah, the sense of unity is one of the most beloved things for me in Islam. Yeah, I think that's what sets it apart, especially in Japan. You know how society it is like. It's very separated for the people are not really that much social. Mm. Sometimes they are, but most often they do not interfere with like each other's lives like i do not know like who my neighbors are mm. i'm living in an apartment and i literally have no idea who's living here mm. yeah. but compare it to back in my camp back in my kashmir yes like, you know everyone there mm. you go there everybody knows you <laughs> yeah, so there's no hiding <laughs> so right now you're you've got a job here in japan so what are your long-term plans do you see yourself staying in japan or do you want to move as for now i'm planning to work at least two or three years in japanese company i am working as a web engineer in japanese company mm. alhamdulillah but it's a small company but alhamdulillah they respect my religious values and they allow me to pray and even to friday and they allow me to go to masjid. Mm. It's like one hour and 30 minutes I'm taking. Yeah, they just allow me to, you know, fill that time somewhere else in the week. Um, yeah, Alhamdulillah. Yeah, so today is a Friday, but you weren't at the masjid today. I'm sorry, yeah? You didn't come to the masjid today for Jummah. That's oh, because of coronavirus. The one second masjid you're talking about. Oh, is there another masjid? Yeah, that's like one hour away from my home. Mm. But there is another masjid near to my place. Ah, which it's is? Masjid. Which yeah. one? Oh, no, it's nearby to my place. It's in Izumi city. Ah, Izumi masjid. Okay. Yes, that's like 15 minutes away from my home. I can just drive there. Okay. What kind of yeah. community is it? Primarily? Oh, it's, it, it's actually crazy. Like half of the Muslims there are like Pakistani or yeah. Afghan, I don't know, I totally can't differentiate. Yeah. <laughs> They're like Pakistani, Afghan guys, but the half is Arab. Mm -hmm. Other country like Egyptian, and yeah, country like that. And there are Sudanese people, people of Sudan, and well, Iraqi people, I guess Iraqi is Arab too, yeah? I don't know. Mm. And, uh, and oh, the Indonesian people, the Malaysian, and there is a lone English guy. Oh, really? Who is <laughs> Not me. 
Yeah, he's like alone and he's imam. He's only English guy in the community. Imam. And he's imam. Is he married? Does he have family here? Oh my god, he is very elderly. He is like 70 something. Mashallah. <laughs> he's really nice guy, mashallah. And he's working as professor in Japanese university. Wow. Too. So his, his wife is also Japanese? Oh yeah, I think it's French. Yeah. So Zaki, how about you? What was your experience of going to masjids in Japan? I think we met both Kobe and Osaka masjid. Oh yes. Is it? Oh, you're asking. Oh, okay. Um, what is what is my experience? It's definitely um, something that I couldn't find here in Indonesia. Hmm. It's first thing for the sense of community is like, mashallah, it's really great there. Like really different. From here, it's like, you know, because it's basically just everyone is Muslim, so you don't really feel like we need to know each other and stuff here in Indonesia. But in Japan, it's like, we're, we're the minority here, don't I mean, if you don't go along together, you know, like, that's just it, something like that. Sense of community, it's, uh, uh, it's what I feel the most. But, um, yes, some can be chaotic too sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. people, you know, they, uh, could be, uh, to be honest, like, um, I, I don't really like the way they, uh, when it comes to the uh, management of the mosque and everything, <laughs> it could be chaotic sometimes, <laughs> you know, you, you get what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah something like that, so it's like, yeah, I mean, maybe it's, you know, it's normal for some people, but in here, I don't, I don't really see it often here in Indonesia and stuff. Maybe there are some, but in my neighborhood, I don't see it that way. It's like, you know, like that level of um, taking, you know, you want to take care of masjid that much and everything. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder where this comes from. I don't really have much idea the background of these masjids, but... Uh... I'm hoping I don't start any kind of race battle here. A lot of these masjids have been funded from Pakistan and uh, owned and run by Pakistanis and uh, I don't know how to approach this topic but there seems to be a bit of a, a divide between the Pakistani community and some of the other communities, especially yeah. the Indonesian sure. one. So uh, every time outside Jumla, many Indonesian brothers are collecting money so they can build Masjid Indonesia, I, I don't know, they're calling it that. <laughs> yeah, 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 they call Masjid Indonesia, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I heard about, yeah, I heard about it a lot. Maybe they just, like, I don't know, I might say they kind of fed up with the situation, you know, it's kind of thing, because some brothers told me, it's like, we, you know, we need to build our masjid because we fed up with this kind of situation, this chaotic situation, we need, you know, to like build another masjid, not just for us, but for everyone. But we are the ones taking care of it and everything, so there would be no chaos and everything. But I think it, personally, I think it would be like it would add. Maybe not right now, but maybe in the future it would be in a long term. Uh, if we speak about the long term, maybe it would add another problem to the community in in, in a way. But, but inshallah, we, if their attention is good, inshallah, inshallah, it's not, not, no problem will be uh, there, inshallah, but yeah, that's what, I, that's what I hope. So, 
what is the main issue? Because politics is kind of in the background. We don't really know so much about that. But in terms of Salat, everyone is welcome and Jumrah. So what's, what's the main motivation for, for opening a new masjid? This new masjid, Masjid Indonesia, uh, is it in the vicinity of the current Osaka Masjid? It's, I don't know the exact location. It's somewhere in Osaka. Yeah, I think they have another masjid because literally Osaka Masjid is packed all day, right? Mm. So if there's another one nearby to maybe, you know, there's no masjid in the area of like literal Osaka, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Shin Osaka, Lukumeda area, there's nothing there. I think the nearest one is that Osaka Shibane Masjid, the one you're talking about, Osaka Masjid. So if they contribute to another mosque, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? I think the issue a lot of people have is that they are selling it as Masjid Indonesia, they're branding it as this Yeah, is a, Indonesia. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I got uh, the point. I mean, they want to make this, you know, like this is contributed by us, Indonesians, like we built this and everything, in a sense of, not sense of belonging, but saying that we are the one contributed to this. But, I mean, Masjid was not supposed to, like, you know, like, supposed to be branded by just one nation only and everything, because Masjid is for everyone. I mean, personally, Masjid is for everyone, not, you know, you should not brand this as, like, Masjid, some Masjid, like, for example, Masjid Turkey or Masjid Indonesia or everything. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just Masjid, it's, it's the house of Allah and everyone's welcome and everything. Yeah, I think a lot of Indonesians I speak to though they they feel like currently the masjids are Masjid Pakistan because uh, you weren't here but until recently Osaka Masjid was using an imam who didn't speak Japanese, didn't speak English so could only speak Urdu so it was... Oh, the current imam? Ah, so... Oh. Current imam, Imam Zafar uh, is back. Oh, Imam Zafar, yeah. So he's, Alhamdulillah, he speaks English, he speaks Japanese so... But yeah. uh, he was away getting married for, I don't know how long it was, maybe six months, and the temporary imam was, uh, could only speak Urdu, so it was a little difficult for many of the non-Indian Pakistani brothers. Okay. Uh, alhamdulillah, now that Imam Zafar is back and there's no language barrier, oh. so... Inshallah, alhamdulillah, yeah. Mm, so, there shouldn't be any issue for yeah. non-Pakistanis, but... As Talib said, the issue is space, the primary issue. Yeah. Mm. I guess maybe like the Indonesian people might be feeling kind of left out mm. in the community so huge filled with Pakistani people mostly. Mm. And now the Imam is also a Pakistani guy. And I don't know about the management of Osaka Masjid. Do you know those people? Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's all Pakistani. I think, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. Well, that might be the reason, like, they might be feeling left out. Yeah. Yeah, so we should have done it maybe in, like, Islamic way of choosing the leader, you know, like, most pious guy becomes yeah. not the nationality. Well, I don't yes. know, maybe this is just my ignorance, but how important is the management? For me, it's just, is the masjid open? Can I pray salat? Okay. So, I, yeah. I, well, I yeah, but you know, when people of different ideologies come together, mm. there is gonna be a clash, you know. Mm -hmm. 
So it's good to have one voice, like one person who's gonna say like we're gonna do it this way and it's gonna be that way. Actually, we have Quran for that, but we interpret it in many yeah. ways. So yeah. No, it's, it's yeah. It's, 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 it's a sunnah. You need a leader. Still, a new Muslim, so a lot of these ideological things are still very confusing to me. Different. Yes, no, 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 brother. It's just the Quran and Hadith. Yeah, exactly. Upon, so. the, upon the understanding of Sahaba, may Allah be pleased. Like, we have so many examples, but we want right. to, oh, my teacher says like that. Oh my God. You know, like, yeah. People want to go, like, talk about their teacher. I mean, like, they respect them, but. Who knows, you know? Like, we have guarantee with Sahaba. Because right. Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi he said, <laughs> Like, my, my companions are like stars. Any of them, you follow any of them, you, you will be guided. So, like, we have guarantee like this. And how many Sahaba are there, mashallah, right? Yes. I learned so much. There should be no dispute among Muslims. As I said, like, in Islam, one of the most beloved things for me is unity. Mm. If there is a problem, we should fall back to Quran and Hadith. So that's it. Like, we have the same guideline. But that's right. Yeah. We, we all have the unity that we pray five times a day. And basically, exactly. apart from some hand positions and saying Amin, not saying Amin, it's the same. So I... Again, I don't get what the issue is with management. If what what kind of ideological problems would management be faced with? I mean, yeah. Um, so the case is more like some people's not really open to the different uh, opinions in 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 the sense of like um, what is it like? Mm, so this. Uh, people, what I observe is kind of like they wanted the uniformity in, in the practice. For example, uh, in uh, for example, like in uh, Osaka Masjid, they want this to be not saying this to be Pakistani Masjid, but it's more like they want the uniformity, so it's just convenient for them to be in the Masjid if they uh, with something they're familiar with. So like, like what, like what, uh, uh, like what is it? Hanafi Madhab. like Madhab Abu Hanifa is and everything. So they want those uh, not, wait, not to be in control, but they want the something that they're familiar with to be applied in the masjid or something like that. So, yeah, again. I know, okay, let's say Asa prayers, different timing for Hanafi, but basically Salat is the same, Quran is the same, Adhan is the same, so what, I still don't get why it's an issue, why can't... It shouldn't be, because yeah. it's clear from the Hadith, like, what the timing for Asr is. Yes. It is clear. I'm not going to say now when it is, but because I don't want to create, you know, a different... But it is. So, when should we pray? Okay, what should be the time of Asr? The time mentioned in Hadith, right? That's yes. how we know Islam. Islam has been narrated to us, right? We haven't seen any yeah. of Sahaba or Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, this Islam has been narrated to us and we have the authentic narrations. So, 
think we should stick to that. Okay. It's guaranteed. But praying asset time four o'clock, asset time five o'clock, not a reason to start a new masjid, in my opinion. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not supposed to do that. I mean, these people, some people can be really, uh, what do you call it, uh, in their uh, madhab and everything, in their, uh, what is it, uh, yeah, in their identity and stuff. So some people in Osaka Masjid, I know, they, they don't want to be like, you know, there are some people, they'd be like, you know, if you are a Hanafi, just stay in a Hanafi madhab and everything, you know, you don't do... Uh, another uh, another madhab and everything. You don't you don't cross to the Shafi. You don't cross to the the, the Maliki. You don't cross to the, the the Hanbali and stuff. Some just be like that. And uh, so do they just want to like the again the uniformity of their uh, madhab is just familiar with them. It's just convenient for them. And there there are these brothers that really like this is what we should uh, be applying at our masjid, at our community and stuff. So, it was based on... This is what I see, I personally see, maybe you, you guys have different opinion, but this is what I personally see, is that, like, yeah, people can be really tasked to their uh, madhab and everything. It's like, like, blindly following, not blindly following, it's like, I don't know, it's like, more like, yeah, uniformity, they want this to be applied. In their community, because it's convenient for them. Mm. Whilst, yeah, whilst if uh, if some people be applying another madhab, it will be confusing for them. It will but not be convenient for them. It's not. It's just not. You know, we we never done that before. It's just strange. Something like that. Okay. That's what I personally see it. So apart from asset time, what what other difficulties would it would someone from a, another madhab Praying in a Hanafi mosque face apart from delayed Asa time. Apart from Asa time? Oh, there are so many. Yeah. Do you start Yeah, please, because I'm, I'm still a student, I want to learn, yeah. Okay, so I, I really do not want you to, you know, pay heed to these things, man. Yeah, you're Muslim. Bro, I want you to see the more beautiful part of it, man. But if you want to listen, I will. <laughs> <laughs> right, just because I, I want to know what... Okay, okay, I'm just going to say it to you so that you can understand how small it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, like saying Ameen. Yeah. After, okay, you know that. Mm. Uh, doing a Masa, you know Masa? I don't know if you say Masa. Uh, the thing you do over the socks after Budu. Ah, okay, yeah. You know that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> allowed to some and not allowed to some. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Okay, what else is there? And also, Ajr also is early yeah. some and delayed for some. Mm. Uh, also making Bismillah loud or not? Uh, uh, yes. That's <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I don't know, maybe your experience is different. I've never seen, like, the Imam of Osaka Masjid telling people that's not how you make wudu, that's not how you praise Salat, so... That's a good part about him. He doesn't make this an issue, but people do. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why they do it. I think Imam of Osaka Masjid is doing his best to keep it united, but for example, actually the Friday sermon mm -hmm. is supposed to be given standing up. Ah, okay. Like, example is as... Yeah. Army general is talking to his soldiers. 
that is the example of like Friday prayer. Mm-hmm. What I have been taught. But you know, like how few people like to do it, sit down and yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still in my mind. I like you said, it's these are small things. Uh, yes. I don't get why this would be such a big cause of stress for someone who's not Hanafi if the imam is sitting. Exactly. The main issue is like you are coming to prayer. There are so many young guys who are not praying. Mm. There's so many bigger issues, but mostly all the people want to concentrate on these petty issues. Mm. Well, let's right. change topic. I know, Zaki, you're the one that messaged me first saying you had some topics in mind, so what is it that's on your mind? Okay, so, inshallah. Uh, the, like, uh, the current situation. So, well, two things happening, not, not actually two things, but actually, like, many things happening uh, with me right now, but one of the two of them, are this I've lately you know been seeing uh, over in Instagram and in YouTube like people uh, uh, be reverting to Islam and everything that their stories and stuff like from be uh, either from UK from uh, from any other parts of the world in Japan also and everything it's like saying oh mashallah it's like Wow, Islam's really spread, like, really, like, spreading right now. I mean, even, you know, do they, uh, even, like, the media have been, you know, really, like, being unfair to Muslim, but still so many people reverting to Islam and everything, so it's just amazed me. But at the same time, here in Indonesia, we have, I have, uh, like, friends, my own friends, like you know so i overheard uh one of them talking about so this is a female friend i got um she's talking about uh relationship and stuff and then her conclusion her conclusion of the talks like she's saying should i put on her should i put on a hijab again mm-hmm. or something like that and then the other friends i got uh, said, nah, it's just a, a piece of clothes and everything. Mm. So it's like, it's, it's, it, it somehow it strikes me in any way, like, at some point, it's like, it bothers me uh, so much. It's kind of, you know, what bothers me is because those people are in, in, in the Europe, in the, in Japan, for example, they are struggling. Uh, to put on their hijab, they want to wear hijab, but uh, in 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 like in a, in a hard uh, in a difficult place to do that. Mm. But they want to put a hijab. They are struggling to do that. They're striving for it. Whilst in there are some people in my own country, in a Muslim majority country, is just like no, it's not problem. It's just piece of clothes and everything. Mm. It's kind of like ironic. Well, if I mean, if I, you know, if I, what is it? If I position myself to be those who wants to, you know, like to to practice Islam so bad, mm-hmm. it's like if they really hear about what some of my friends said, 
that be kind of you know like kind kind of sad they want to but they can't because they have this is where their hometown this is where they work this is where they live and everything but uh, something like you guys just taking it too easy and everything and you know like you don't you don't feel that is the 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 what is it you don't work like appreciate enough about uh, as like uh, what is it the uh, what do you call it the uh, having freedom to practice religion. yeah having freedom to practice religion mm. that's right it's like you know it bothers me a lot to a point that I position myself uh, to people not living in a Muslim majority country <clears throat> that but this uh then i remember this one i uh, said where it's like and then it's like really like struck me down it's like really oh mashallah allah's been saying this maybe it's like it's like oh maybe this like this is a sign and everything but allah's uh, allah's always true so this one i in quran allah says if you uh turn away from muslim allah will replace you with like with people who loves Allah and Allah loves them and everything. Mm. I in the Quran I forgot is anything in in, in my or something I forgot. It's like if you turn away from Islam, Allah will replace you something like that. I mean, then again, um, yeah, it really strikes me. I mean, Allah. I see. I kind of also see kind of Allah's promise there is true. It's like if. These people, Muslim, just you know, throw away their uh, identity as a Muslim. In other parts of the world, Allah has already prepared some people that will, will you know, like we will take it hmm. for us. If you don't need it, we will, we will, we need it. We will take it for ourselves. That's what I see. That's you know, like that's what reminds me, like people like you, Tom, Tom, and, and other people, like you know, like Yusuf. Japanese and he's studying in Medina, mm-hmm. mashallah, and reminds me of people like yeah, uh, maybe some of you guys know too, right? Like Anna Farhana, for example, Japanese Muslima. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so like other like yeah, people I know. So it reminds me of you guys and when, those people. I mean, like really, they they want to practice Islam, but here in in in. Muslim majority country, we just throw it away. We just like wasting with it. Like we don't appreciate them enough. I mean, I don't blame them because <laughs> because I myself, when I got back here, it's just like like 180 degrees for myself. Like, wait, hold on. I feel more religious in Japan mm. than I'm staying here in my own country, in the Muslim majority country, where I hear Adhan every five times. Uh, prayer, it's like every yeah, every prayer we have, we hear Adhan everywhere. But I don't feel like I'm religious enough. And then for uh, for a while, I just kind of like didn't really practice it because I don't feel fit in in my community. If I like, I feel I don't know. It's like people be so not uh, not really care about it. So. It feel embarrassed when I'm the only one who's doing uh, the dean and everything. Hmm. Yeah. So, it, 
I think there's a lot of truth to what you're saying and even myself so in the beginning of course becoming Muslim a big struggle and uh, still a lot of things I have to face with my family even with the distance but one thing you said about going back to Indonesia and finding being Muslim more difficult even in my short time as a Muslim I've had chances uh, spend time in uh, Malaysia in Pakistan and even for a short time if I'm there for two weeks for some reason yeah it's it's harder to go to the masjid even though the masjid is next door I don't know what it is about but I've always said I enjoy the struggle that when you have to make effort and you have to think about every single salat where am I going to pray every single meal what am I going to eat then you're really connected to Islam in a way when, when you're in a Muslim country and the masjid is everywhere you go there's masjid you don't think about salat or where you're going to pray you don't think about eating so you kind of lose touch with Islam I find in my experience Talib, how about you? Because you've had both living in Japan and living in a, in a Muslim country yeah. as far as Kashmir is considered Islamic uh, what's your experience comparing your connection to Islam and to the Masjid when you're in Japan and when you're in a Kashmir? Uh, well, as for me, in Kashmir I actually live next to Masjid mm. like the wall is same, like, you know, other <laughs> So, and even actually the first friend I made when I went to was Imam of Masjid. He used to take me everywhere, like, you know, I used to spend a lot of time with him and he eventually picked up these habits like praying Salah and I gotta say, like, in these countries, like, Muslim majority countries, it's like, Islam is like part of the culture now. It's yeah. not so foreign. So, well, as you said, like it gets difficult practicing Islam in those countries. Uh, I gotta say, I gotta disagree because it's easier to practice. I'm talking about practicing yeah. Islam, not the feeling of it. And practicing Islam, yes, it is easy in Muslim majority countries, but feeling yeah. that kind, you know, like realizing that, oh, I am a Muslim, like, you know, feeling the difference is. When you live in the country like Japan or I guess Western countries too, where there is no Islamic culture or something like that, you re really feel the difference between you and uh, your environment or the whole society does not work. That like there is no azan, like there is uh, alcohol everywhere, and there are other stuff too. Like there are so many temptations. Mm. Like, so, Sin. Back in Kashmir, like if you want to sin, there is no way to sin. Like there is nothing there. <laughs> like if you want to drink, there is nothing. This isn't no alcohol. So there is no way you could, you can sin, or you cannot gamble because there's no money. <laughs> no money. <laughs> okay. Well, but in Japan, like suddenly everything is possible, and there is literally no one to stop you, except from your good heart. You know, like. Except from whatever Islam you have left in your heart, the taqwa, you know, the fear of God, nothing else. And you feel that in countries like Japan, that we are staying in Japan, so I'm gonna give the example of Japan. Mm. So, yeah, at those moments when you have to overcome those temptations, like you kind of feel like you're different, yeah, I understand. Mm. So, talking 
in terms of your general iman? Is it stronger when you're in Kashmir or when you're in Japan, or is it just a case of it goes up and down wherever you are? My iman? Yeah. Oh, well, that's a huge... Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. At one point in my life, there was a time when I knew my iman is at the highest, mm. is when I went to Umrah. Uh, sure. yeah, that's all. totally different. Totally different, man. I was a different person, man. Mm. <laughs> but I got to say, other than that, if I compare that level of Iman that time and right now or any time else in my life, I got to say I'm all time low. Mm. So, yeah, but... Mm, but I guess for me... As I said, it is easier to practice Islam in the Kashmir, in Kashmir. Like you can go to masjid five times a day, mm-hmm. and you're free to practice Islam. So maybe my iman was high there. And in Japan, it's harder. Mm. And plus, you get lazy. Mm. Well, I found the opposite. I got lazy when I was in I was in Pakistan for three months, and when you know the masjid is only two minutes away, it's all last minute. You say, okay. Uh, I'll stay home a little longer, but in, in Japan, when oh, I was one hour from the masjid, it, it was an entire day I had to commit. If I wanted to go to the masjid, it, I had to be there for the whole day, so... Exactly. So, anyway, I think this is a good time to take a break, because now I have to go. It's Asa time in a few minutes. At, uh, okay. So, you guys can keep talking, but I'll just pause the recording till I'm back, so... I'll, Alright, let, let's just take a break then. Mm, Alright, so I'll see you guys in a bit, inshallah. Okay, inshallah. Yeah, so I'll leave the chat on. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please rate, share and subscribe to make it easier for others to join me on this journey, inshallah. Until next time, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.